Welcome, hunters, to SideQuest, uh, episode 14. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Killer Queen Black. Um, this is your host, Fortuan, uh, and this is a... To explain a little better, because uh, sometimes you know people are like, what is, what is this podcast? It's like a book club for video games. You play a game with us for a month, and we talk about it, and then we move on to the next game. Um so, joined with me tonight, co-host Leo Reiser. How you doing? I'm still stuck on this snail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty sticky. And then, uh, <laughs> um, co-host Morg Daddy. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm in, I'm always in a rush to get those berries and stick them in those honeycombs. Mmm. Yes, that makes total sense. Uh, were they honeycombs? Because they were kind of like just. They reminded me of that that frog that it like lays the eggs in its back and it's just sort of perforated. Oh, it's... like the what is it called? Tryptophobia or something like that? Where oh yeah, yeah, yeah a little bit of that, yeah. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. Ew. Uh, so, so uh, Killer Queen Black. Um, uh, what would you say? This is a competitive arcade game in the vein of Joust. Uh, but more modernly stuff like Towerfall and that kind of stuff. Um, competitive, like, multi-objective, like, let's beat the other team. I kind of feel this was meant to be sort of, like, also watched, like an eSport, because you can actually watch the game. There's an option to watch matches. Mm-hmm. Um... So for context, I played this on Switch. Uh, Leah, what did you play this on? I played it on PC. Okay, and Morg? I played it on Switch. Okay. I did play with a controller on my PC, because I tried the mouse, the keyboard controls, and they are not as friendly as just hooking controller. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. It, it's, a, it's like a complete flip of like Path of Exile. It's just better to have a controller in hand rather than using mouse and keyboard percent oh and that's the thing right because path of exile you're worried about targeting and that kind of stuff this is essentially control wise a platformer yeah <laughs> and platformers um despite you know having their start in the pc gaming world didn't thrive there that thrived on consoles yeah the um, control scheme just makes mm-hmm. goes so much better for a controller to a platformer than a key mouse and keyboard does Right. Um, so, uh, I'll get into our um, initial impressions first. Uh, so, you know, like what we thought about before the game, before we played the game, and what we got, uh, you know, the first couple, I don't know, first hour or two playing the game. Um, well, Leo, what did, you, what did you think about when, uh, when Morg so vehemently suggested this? Uh, he was very <laughs> excited. Um, I saw it and I was like, okay, it looks like it'd be a fun way to kill a bit of time. It looked very mm. hectic and that proved to be right. But <laughs> yeah, like my, my first impression was just like, okay, so it's a, it's a team V team game that has a lot of running around on it and jumping and platforming. And I was like, this should be fun. I love platformers, but that was about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Morg, obviously you were more excited about this than anyone yeah. else. 
So <laughs> had you played this before or you were just... Yes, actually, I did play this before. Um, I think I was introduced this um, during uh, Canadian Thanksgiving, which is like uh, a month and like maybe two weeks before uh, American Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, I, I, I was just up north. And uh, my cousin, he brought his Switch up with us, so he was like, you know, we could play some games like Mario Kart 8, or we could play a little bit of Smash, or we could, you know what, I think you'll like this game, Morgan. I'm like, well, what is it? And he's like, it's called Killer Queen Black. It's a real fun game. And I'm like, well, what's it about? And he's like, no, don't ask me how what it's about. Just get into the game, you know, you'll, you'll start really enjoying it once you really get a feel for it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, first time I played it. Um, it was hard as balls, and I kind of hated it a little bit, but, <laughs> um, later in the day, once we started actually, like, having, like, more people in the room actually playing the game with us, and we were, like, talking to each other and, like, working out strategies and stuff like that, um, yeah, it, it blew my socks off. Like, it was, it was pretty damn good when I first played it, and I was like, yeah, I gotta get other people in on this game, because it's, it's a hidden gem, for sure. Okay. Um... I was aware of this game um, before we played it. Um, I have a friend who really likes games such as Towerfall. Um, these sort of like indie, like single screen competitive games. Um, and, uh, or, you know, even in the vein of Smash Brothers, it's like everyone competing <laughs> in the same like screen and respawning and whatnot. Um, I wouldn't compare this to Smash Brothers that much, aside from the exact analogy I just gave. But <laughs> um, the, I, they were really excited about it, um, my friend Jacob, and I was just like, okay, that looks kind of cool, but it sort of fell off the radar for me, and I never really picked it up until, well, we, we played it this time around. Um I immediately jumped into a quick match, uh, kind of got lost into what I was doing, uh, queued up for either queen or worker, and I got a worker, um, like, uh, no, no surprise there, um, <laughs> and then, uh, sort of got lost, uh, we won a match, but I didn't understand why, and then we ended up losing the whole thing altogether, <laughs> I was like, Okay, and then I basically played the tutorial and then started playing. Um, so, I guess overall, the the the, the game kind of ties itself all together between gameplay and that kind of stuff. Normally, we break it out of like you know, like what is you know, what's the gameplay and what's you know the goals and that kind of stuff. But this is a fairly simple game as far as like what you're doing. Um, so gameplay-wise, you know, we talk about you kind of control it like a platformer. What you are is a team versus team, like any sort of competitive sport, like soccer, baseball, football. Um, you are playing a team of a queen and three workers or four workers? I can't three remember. workers. Three, three workers, yeah. Yeah, it's a 4v4 fight. Yeah, so 4v4, uh, the queen in, like, chess is the most important piece. Um... <laughs> the queen is sort of like the all-around warrior um she sort of protects the workers and sort of captures points for the workers to be able to transform into other things uh whether they are faster or whatnot uh, and essentially the goal is either a kill the queen b fill the perforated back of a frog full of berries or c 
uh, race the snail to the finish. Um, and just saying what these goals are doesn't really do them justice because you're doing them all at the same time. So you have workers who are carrying uh, basically a bunch of berries back to your base until you fill up, what is it, 10 or 15? I think it's. I think it was 10. Yeah. It, it's it's a lot compared to some other things like i feel like it, even though it's a lot it it can be done really fast um mm-hmm. the snail uh well the, the the kill of the other queen is pretty simple just kill the queen and then um the snail is literally a rideable snail that one of the workers can sit on and sort of like slurp, like slurp its way to one goalpost, and if it breaches that line, you get a snail win. Um, one of the more interesting mechanics as a worker, if you are unable to harm the r- snail rider, you can slow his progress by sacrificing your body to the <laughs> snail. Yeah, yeah it eats you. <laughs> uh. And it slows down the snail for the animation of being eaten. Um, this game is a mess as far as like you're doing so <laughs> many things and you're you're um, there's so many things you have to worry about even as a worker um, because the worker you would think that oh maybe. Uh, I have this menial task of getting all the berries or whatnot, but like you may have to end up being a warrior to help protect your queen or kill the snail rider, or you may have to be riding the snail yourself. And it's sort of this ebb of ebb and flow of like what objectives are happening. Um, What I notice is most winning strategies is sort of sneakily win one way while you're focusing on another. Mm hmm. I feel that's the same for both the snail and the collect all the berries option. Yeah, it. most of the games that I played ended up being won either by snail or economic while everyone yeah, was like focusing on taking go. out the... Uh, everyone was focusing on taking out the opposing queen or was, you know, they took out the opposing queen while they were trying to stop a snail or economic victory. Like... It was never a, okay, this is the plan that I'm going to just go for, and then it ends up getting pushed out and like, okay, yeah, no, that was that first plan was what worked. Yeah, and I kind of feel like, as a worker, you have to just sort of pick something to do and just do it. Um, now, granted, this game is a lot... Uh, it seems to be more catered to, like grouped up teams talking on voice chat and that kind of thing um playing Mm -hmm. on your own is certainly viable and possible because that's what i did um but definitely the inferior manner of play yeah it's definitely not as clean or as probably you know as enjoyable as having a full team of four i could definitely see you know like morgue you were saying you sat down with a group of you playing and i was like that sounds way better than what i did yeah exactly Um, um, oh, <laughs> I, I was going to say that, yeah, um, communication and coordination are, like, really, really essential for being able to get a lot of the wins. And um, when everybody has sort of that assigned task and you're all working towards a particular strategy where you notice, hey, oh, guys, 
you know, they're trying to get the snail victory, you know, get a couple of warriors on that and, you know, uh, just keep them off of that. Or, oh, look at that. They've almost got all their berries filled out. Uh, maybe we should kind of like just hang out by that one hole that they need to fill up and just start taking them all out while they're still trying to grab berries. Um, but yeah, um, when you're in those kinds of situations, or actually pretty much when you're any in, in any kind of situation, um, being the queen... Um, you are essentially like the most powerful unit, but you're also the most responsible one for having to make sure that um, all your workers have access to all of those um, special power nodes or whatever that allow them to be able to transform. And so in that way, your opponents can't get their workers to transform into warriors. Um, and then there's, um, you know, you have to be very responsible. Like you can be the queen and choose to take out the opposing queen, but... Um, you put yourself at kind of a risk of it being like a three strikes you're out kind of system. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of pressure on that queen to be able to stay on top of a lot. Um, that's why I usually pick the worker because it's a little less work. I'm kind of like, come on, queen. You know, you're not doing your job. But <laughs> um, then you do it. I'm a worker for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I, I am the worker, so in that way I have less of a workload. Yeah, the having it so that the queen can capture the power-up points for the workers, I thought was really nice because it kept the queen from being able to just, like, camp out and avoid combat because then your workers get severely restricted on what they can do by suddenly not being able to turn into a warrior or get, like, the speed boost power-up for making a snail victory much more achievable and that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Or uh, being able to get shields, which is really nice. It protects yeah. you, like, because everybody in this game is oh, like, it's one-hit KO. You're dead. <laughs> so having that shield is so nice. Being able to take that one shot from everybody and still be fine. The uh, the one time in which I myself achieved a snail victory by riding the snail, I was a shield um, worker. Because mm -hmm. the queen could not kill me. They could not figure out how to do it. Now, I assume the answer is a dive attack straight down. However, there was a platform above my head in that map. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was just like invincible, just sort of slowly getting to the end point. Uh, and I actually got it. Um, but I still lost the whole match, you know handedly i think it was one versus four or, you know three i guess best of five so one versus three yeah yep it was uh it was pretty heinous mm -hmm. i um uh so how much did we end up playing this game or uh how much did you end up playing this um over the time that we've uh had um I was able to make time for, I think I spent maybe about 30 hours on the game, because um, I, I had my younger brother with me, uh, we were playing for a good number of hours, and then I would do some solo matches. Um, having that extra person is really nice. <laughs> uh, that's all yeah. I'm going to say, because like, you, you can at least talk with each other, and then like even if you have like two other players who you're not in communication with, um, at least between the two of you, you can at least work out some sort of a, a minor strategy. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I found like those, uh, those solo matches were very tricky because I had to watch what everybody else was doing and 
as well as being able to take into account like okay well if they're doing this and that whatever like should i play more of a supportive role in being able to help them achieve that um objective that they have or should i go about and try and do like the sneaky economics victory or should i try and like go for the snail and just yolo it um mm-hmm. yeah like yeah i i'd say about maybe 30 hours of gameplay just you know fooling around with it and seeing what i could get away with okay and um leo you got you said about 10 yeah i got in like eight to ten hours i was a uh, bit busy this past month and so i was only able to pick it up in the past week okay um so i i had this um i played this the least and this is because i absolutely hate this game (laughs) i don't Uh, blame you for it (laughs) i had purchased so we actually had delayed recording of the previous game which was path of exile right it's been a while a little while um so uh, Path of Exile is it was delayed a week. I played it for about four hours in that week that we delayed. <laughs> um, so I, I played a match, a single match, and then I did all the tutorials, and then I played maybe another four matches. Um, it was not fun. Like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that the tutorial is probably one of the more fun parts of the game for me. It was very it, yeah. It cut down on the hecticness a lot. It had a very good tutorial, which is probably yes. super important for a game like this. Um, like, League of Legends could learn something from this tutorial. Yes. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, feel that. As someone who used to play that game quite a bit, I still get lost because the meta changes so terribly every time I stop playing. So I don't really play anymore. But um, <laughs> Let me tell you, this preseason really... is wild. Yeah? Yeah, it's a mess. <laughs> um, hey, I'm the guy that likes to play Skarner and kidnap people in the bushes. That's what I like to do. I but, abandoned uh... ship for like a year and a half, and then my coworker was kept bugging me to play with him, and I finally gave in. Yeah? <laughs> my brother and I used to play a lot and we both sort of fell out of it by the time that, you know, we started uh, hanging out more this past year. Yeah. So uh, we both just play other things. Like we've been playing Borderlands recently and Monster Hunter and all this other stuff that, you know, I feel is 10 times better. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, so um, before I get into, cause I feel like there's a lot to say for, at least a, to, about what's good and what's bad about the game overall. Um, but I do want to sort of more go into some specific areas before we get into that. Um, most of which um, is the graphics and the music, I think, are really the two big points that I want to talk about. I think the music is pretty good. Uh, it gives the same... It, it derives the same aesthetic and feel as the... Uh, the visual aesthetics do with which this being Tron eighties legacy, mm-hmm. um, with bugs. Um, yeah. it was serviceable. I don't find the music to be that memorable. Um, but it wasn't bad. Uh, it certainly wasn't distracting. I, I wasn't listening to something else while playing at the time or, or what have you. 
um, it's it takes a it takes a lot of it, it it doesn't take very long for me to get tired of repetitive music to the fact where I'd rather listen to something else. Uh, case in point, League of Legends. I probably did that before, and you had to play the game that well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, something like that, where the the music is just fine. It's just okay. Do you guys feel any different about the music? Is it even? Uh, I really enjoy the music because um, I'm I'm a metalhead, and anything that is like you know, even as light as like '80s hair metal. I dig it, mm-hmm. and so like I I really got drawn into this game for sure, and I was like like after having it played it, um, like having a taste of it the first time that I played it at Thanksgiving, I was like, yeah, I I think I'm probably gonna be getting this game. I mean like um, the cartoony graphics that that it's there are nostalgic elements to that because I grew up in the '90s and was kind of very used to like Nintendo Entertainment System, Super Nintendo, and like those early video game graphics where everything was very polymetric and very cartoony in their style and throwing mm-hmm. throwing my favorite genre of music into a game that has all those elements in it also being like you know this crazy shit show of a mess of gameplay like it just i don't know what it is it's just the right combination of everything that i love about a game it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay yeah um Leo, did you? Did, what do you feel about the music? Like, so the big thing for me was like the music wasn't bad, but like you were saying, it wasn't memorable. And yeah. the other part of it too was the just the, in general the sound design of the game because mm-hmm. it had the music and it's so hectic. There's not a lot of audio cues that were involved in like what was going on in the game, which is a small yeah. thing that's really big for me. Like going back to League, I I can't listen to other things while playing League because not being able to hear my own audio cues on what's going on throws me off. But this game, the audio cues were so negligible. And yeah. yeah. The music was fine, but it wore off pretty quickly. I I watch DuckTales most of the time when I was playing this game. At this <laughs> and there's a lot of games where I just can't do that because being able to hear what's going on is a big part of how I play games. Right. And if it's a big miss for me if the audio cues aren't there to let Mm. me use that and so i was just like "Eh, it's a thing and i could turn the volume off on this and well okay yeah um so uh so the aesthetic i actually am a a fan of the aesthetic uh for it for it being you know like you said that sort of retro you know 90s cartoon style with all the like Um, neons yeah Mm -hmm. and i I think it's it's definitely cool looking. Um, there are certain things I have problems with, like the particle effects. Um, they tend to splash over the screen and obscure yeah. at times. Oh yeah, um, which is not good. Like when you are trying to make you know split second platforming decisions, um, especially as someone as like the queen, and you're like, okay, I need to know what's going on down there. Whereas, you know, like, you can get you can get a little confused with all the particle effects. And um, it's not, like, awful, but it's not, it's not helpful either. Um, in, in, a, in a game where information is power. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Um. Um, yeah, so 
that would be my only visual complaint about the whole thing is just the the too much visual noise at times but otherwise the the aesthetic they're going for the design of the thing actually i kind of wish the workers didn't look so pudgy for some reason (laughs) that doesn't look like a bug to me they all yeah they all look like they're little witty the poos yeah and that just seems weird. And it's like, oh, I'm supposed to believe they're bugs because they have diddly bobs. And I'm like, yeah, they're kind of like <laughs> bears to me, like, like you're saying, Winnie the Yeah. Yeah. That I guess that was a little off. Now that I'm thinking about it, but um, overall, like I don't like the queen looks really cool. The queen is definitely definitely is what brings in that Tron aesthetic, and the queen is, you know, on the title screen. It's obvious to me that the, they designed the game around the queen and then yeah. add the workers <laughs> <laughs> they're just kind of like we're all we're here too and there's the queen yeah. going like is this game named after you they're like no well shut up this is killer queen black right with the the elongated biker helm and the the fairy wings and and the fencing foil just, yep <laughs> yeah it's just She's pretty cool, but yeah, the the workers are kind of kind of derpy. Um, so, uh, Morg, I'm going to let you head the stage here to talk a little bit about why you like this game and some good stuff about it because I I'm going to go to a dark place with this one. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, um, um, I gotta say, um. I am definitely one of those people who enjoys like a lot of like the the uh, mm-hmm. competitive co-op kind of like style of games. Sure. Like, um, I could probably get into Dota. I mean, if I was you know into that kind of thing. But I mean, like I've played games where like there are like custom maps in StarCraft where you'd have to like work with like a, a team member or there would be like doubles and such like that. Those kinds of matches. Mm-hmm. I'll even do those in Pokemon. Um, um, this was definitely one of those games that combines the elements of, like, holy shit, what the hell is going on, uh, with, okay, we gotta think fast, so what are we all gonna do, whatever, and then everybody, like, you know, finds that sort of role that they delegate themselves to, um, where, like, no one person is necessarily the most important, as much as it's, like, everybody's role is essential for being able to bring some level of order into the chaos that is going on around them. Um, Mm -hmm. getting, uh, blindsided by a surprise victory or a surprise loss where you're like, oh my God, how did that even happen? Um, that, that surprise factor that comes into this game, like where if even like, despite carefully planning all of, all of your strategies out, you don't necessarily get that kind of a win in that sort of a sense. But like, if, if that's really nice, like it, it really toys with my emotions. But, I mean, like, when you do have, like, that sort of strategy where if you're, like, the only one who's collecting all the berries and then you get the victory for the team, that's that's pretty rewarding in itself. But um, um, th- there are elements of this game that have, like, a lot of highs and lows to it. And when I was playing it with, with the group that we were in, um, we were reacting to it as if they were watching, like, an Oilers hockey game. Like, whenever we lost, we were like, no! Like, everybody would just get super pissed off or whatever, and then, like, whenever we won, everybody would, like, leap off of that couch, screaming, like, their little victory cry, going, yeah! And everybody would be doing this crazy dance, and I was like, 
oh my god, this has like the makings of being like an esport or something like that. Like if there was a competitive oh, scene it was for it, clearly designed because there's ranked matches and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's clearly designed to do that. Um, I don't see it happening. But um, <laughs> but yeah, like um, there are elements to it that could make it like a <laughs> like a really really awesome esport. Like hell, if like somebody mm. like somehow made something out of this and like there was like a network that was um dedicated towards this kind of like how there there are some for like starcraft or i think league of legends i think has one um like uh what's another uh, big one that uh, has that I, I can't remember there's a bunch of games like i think um there are some fighting platformer games and stuff like that that yeah, have that sort of to it like oh smash yep yeah, smash has like, like smash those and... big tournaments um I could see Killer Queen Black being kind of like one of those games where um, there could be like a fan base that, you know, kind of builds up around that and stuff like that. And they talk about strategies and how to um, optimize their play and whatever. Um, and like the, the number of crazy customizable upgrades for the workers is really cool. Like um, being able to combine certain things together. Like if you were to go for like speed, shield... And then let's say you decided to go for like the mace, like the flail, where you can just spin that weapon around or whatever, and then like catch the queen from underneath it or stuff like that. That's a really cool strategy. Um, there, there's, um, how do I put it? There's, there are a lot of elements to this game that are actually very surprising and really, really satisfying to me with what it can present. Like there are some downfalls to it. Like for example. It is better suited for it being, like, a cooperative, everybody's together in the same room talking to each other kind of gameplay, as opposed to solo. And, yeah, some some of those particle effects, like like the trails, like when you're playing as the queen and you can see, like, the trails coming behind you, like an after image, like from Dragon Ball Z, just going, zoo, 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 whatever. If you're caught in a dance between the two queens trying to kill each other, it anything goes, like... You yeah. won't know who's gonna who's gonna win out, and even if you somehow manage to win, you don't know how you did it. Um, and um, there will be scenarios where you're trying to take out the other guy, and it's literally quick draw game to see who's like you know gonna kill who first. Even between workers, like when you use the sword and you're using the charge attacks on each other, uh, you don't know who's gonna win because you're gonna be bouncing off of each other's blades half the time. And then whoever either attacks too slow or too quickly is done for. So, and, um, uh, I guess, like, I guess the, the next downside is, is like, you know, it all, it all hinges on the queen, um, doing her job. So, I mean, like, if you, if you get a player who doesn't know what they're doing and, um, the other queen is, like, on top of everything, takes away all the power nodes, all their workers are, like, souped up and powered up and they're just, you know, slaughtering your team that's not fun. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, there's a lot of good so, and bad points to it. So Leo and you're, you know, less time with it. Do you, do you agree with what Morg's saying here or? Yeah, no, like I definitely see what he's saying with mm -hmm. how there's like, you can combine some of the power ups. There's like a decent amount of replayability to it just because it's a, yeah. it's a team based thing. You're, there's no like story that you're losing or gaining. Um, the fact that there are multiple maps gives it some depth and variety to it. Mm -hmm. Like it was mm -hmm. obviously made to be an eSport. I don't know if it would, I don't know if it would get enough of a following to do it. Like there's not, mm -hmm. 
there's depth in the maps and there's depth in some of what you can do, but there's not enough depth in choice and play style to yeah. really mm-hmm. support a robust esports community around it. You're either a queen or a worker. Whether you're going for economic or snail victory or military victory can change and can even change map to map based on what power-ups are there, but it's not... You're not going to change that much on how you're playing between mm-hmm. map to map as you are between queen and worker, and that's really the only two roles you get. You get that, right. and between that, like they added these particle effects you know, to make it more of a spectacle to watch, which makes it a lot harder to play. At the same mm-hmm. time, if you strip that out too much, you're not going to want to watch it, and you're probably not even going to want to play bland. it as much. Like, yeah, exactly. Bland, <laughs> then there's not as much to go there. Like some of the game is this colorful, bright, all over the place, exploding particle spectacle, which you know gives it its kind of own flavor, but also takes away from it. And you're just like, I can watch this and play for a bit and. I kind of understood what was going on there, but I I see that I lost by economic, you know, because they snuck an economic victory behind me. But I yeah. didn't see those workers doing it. I didn't know what was going on. De- mm. And depending on what you were at, it's like, okay, well, I was one of the workers. I couldn't get to, say, a, you know, a fighting power up to block their economic victory. So we were just kind of stuck, and then we lost. Yeah, Um yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with you there on that bad sentiment. Um, now, I, I won some games, uh, you know, as a worker and as a queen, um, and then I lost more than I won. And it's not really, I don't feel like it's me being a sore loser as much as just like, this game is a mess and I just don't want to play it. Like, like <laughs> uh, so one of my bigger points of uh, against it succeeding as an esport is the fact that like the the biggest esport that we have which is League of Legends which we've alluded to a couple times here um is a very complex game and whereas this has some complex uh i don't know objectives to keep track of all at the same time there's complexity there of awareness um strategy and that kind of stuff um league of legends has one goal and that's destroy the other person's base how you get there there's a lot of strategies how to do it push mid you know spread it out you know you know super farm your jungler like you know whatever you're gonna do but even though that's a complex game, that game is popular because millions upon millions of people have either played or currently play League of Legends. Mm-hmm. There's not people. I doubt that if you are someone who watches League of Legends, that you are someone who has not played or been involved with someone who plays the game, you know, as a good close friend or whatever even like there's like that game is complex enough that it has a low barrier to entry the game is fun enough they put enough things in it to sort of keep a casual audience going and then you get to the big leagues and people like to watch how people do it quotations the right way like <laughs> yeah yeah there's 
there's definitely a meta to uh, League of Legends, like right, a winning and, team essentially. Yeah, and 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 that's and but there's enough diversity within that meta that like there's rogue picks and that kind of stuff, and it makes it exciting and that kind of thing. And that all comes from people knowing the game and being like, oh, okay, someone picks Garner. Like, oh, damn, they're going to lose. And then they win with it. And they're like, how the fuck did that happen? Uh, and I, I, I say that because I love Skarner. And, like, he's not been relevant since season two. Something like that, right? yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, um, that's a thing that League has that this doesn't. Like, in this, you know, you can be queen or worker. In League, you can be one of 125-ish champions right now. Right. Yeah. Like... So, so where this game kind of get, where it kind of like sits wrong with me immediately is seeing how much responsibility and or power is stacked onto the queen. Mm-hmm. So there's an immediate imbalance of power on the team, um, which is kind of weird. Um, I. Uh, I, I don't think that there's a lot of other games that kind of do this, um, where it's a team game where, hey, here's the clearly more important person on the team. Clearly. Like, I, that happens in professional leagues with League of Legends because, like, hey, this guy's the star player, but, like, they kind of build a strategy around that, not like the game inherently says that this role is the best one. Go to it. You know what I mean? Not unless you're with uh, NPC <laughs> teammates or something like yeah. that. Like, um, so that kind of is odd. Um, we talked a little bit about this on our uh, weekly show that we recorded last night, uh, the game Evolve, uh, where it's asymmetric gameplay. Mm-hmm. This ends up being accidental asymmetric gameplay. Yeah, but it's asymmetric within the team instead of asymmetric between two opposing teams. Or you have a terrible queen, and then it becomes asymmetric gameplay. Yeah, because then you're just yeah. out, you're up, up a creek without you're a battle. Just, exactly, right. yeah. Which is kind of the problem with asymmetric gameplay. You're up creek without a paddle, without the correct balancing and the correct skill level between uh, team A and team B, right? Like. Mm-hmm. It's if it's a bust, it's a bust, and no one had fun. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, exactly. There's a, there's a lot too- riding on that one player doing their job like the best that they can. Um, yeah, and that job is incredibly hard to do well. Mm-hmm. Um, so what ends up happening in a lot of matches that I because I watch some too um, is that the queen either ends up being a boss and like keeping everything locked down and that's how the snail slash economic victory happens or the queen ends up just murdering the other queen three times very quickly mm-hmm. like that's more of what i've seen uh you know and this is like me watching on youtube of like you know like oh good games and that kind of stuff because i, I wasn't i was done playing like i like it wasn't that like there's one thing that I that I like to do in side quests is if you have an experience that you are not enjoying, I don't want someone to keep playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a waste of time. And us as, you know, people who are, you know, like putting on, you know, this show for people to listen to when we talk about this game, like there's there is something to be said and you had the same experience Morg with Path of Exile. Mm-hmm. You just couldn't do it. And and that's a total valid experience to say 
I don't like this game and here's why. As long as you can say why or, or yeah. you know, explain why you quit. Maybe not understand why you don't like the game. Just like, okay, I had to quit because I was getting frustrated or whatever. I didn't get frustrated with this game. I just got bored very quick. And I was just like, okay, I lost. All right. Oh, okay, I lost again. All right. Okay, I won. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh-huh. That All didn't right. feel any better. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it was just, this is definitely a party game. Yeah. And you definitely need a dedicated group. I kind of um, wish I'd bought it for Switch instead of on my PC for that reason, so that I had to have it as a party game. Right. Exactly, yeah. Now, um, this isn't the next game that we're doing, but I heavily want to do this, and it, it's an experiment of can we do this as our podcast group? Uh, I do. You guys ever heard of Blood Bowl? Uh, uh, yes. Blood Bowl. I don't think I've ever heard of it before. Um, uh, Warhammer Football. It's turn-taking strategy what? football game. What? Yeah, never, haven't played it. Have heard and seen a lot of it. It's Warhammer Football. Okay. Yes. Okay, I need um, to see this. I think more so, is old. A lot of the times, we end up doing these games separate and solo, right? We go our separate ways, we play for a month, we come back and circle up. Because that's kind of what a book club does. Yeah. We don't sit there and talk the book as we're going. We've read the whole thing, now we come and sit down, right? Well, uh, I think that in the future, not the next, because we already have a different game lined up. I think in the future, I want all of us to actually form a team and play against each other in a league um with this game i mean i'd be down you for that. do that it would be probably a good idea on some of these because we keep picking multiplayer optional games of yeah more locking in what the multiplayer experience is right the next one coming up is a purely single player game so that will that's not possible but um yeah, I, I like Blood Bowl. I've played it before, but I think it would be an interesting experience to talk about what it was like to, to play as a group. Yeah. That's just something in the future and something that I thought of uh, I thought of because of playing this game, right? I yeah, feel I mean, like there's an experience that we kind of lost going off on our separate ways to play this. And we could have played something together on this, but I was out. I was out so early. I was out before we recorded Path of Exile. Like, yeah. <laughs> and again, I like, would I would have had coordination issues for this one anyway. But that's just right. That's its own but thing. Of you had yeah, you had your own life stuff going on, and I get that. I had my own life stuff going on with the fact that I was like really sick this past week. In fact, last night's episode, you actually hear my voice get super weak at the end. I don't know if you noticed that, Morg. Yeah, no, yeah, I did notice that, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna die. Like, I'm glad I feel a lot better today, but that was still me feeling quite well yesterday. I'm just still getting over it. So, like, there's all sorts of things that interfere with, you know, what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, like I feel like this is a shorter episode because it, a it's a really simple game. There's not a lot to it. You keep playing these matches over and over, whether you like them or you know you don't, and you play like six matches total. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I think you know it sounds like the one of us that likes it is Morg because Morg has been a lot more playing it with 
your brother and with other family people and yeah the yeah way that it seems like it's most meant to be enjoyed and yeah you know kudos to playing it that way it just feels like without that you lose so much yeah you you do lose a lot when you're trying to do it solo um i think maybe um as uh pointers for improving upon the game i think it probably could use maybe another class in it just to kind of mix things up a little bit it could use uh maybe like maybe a bit of a tone down on some of those effects that it has or at least yeah um, i agree with that yeah or at least you know making it a little like somehow finding a way to make it visually appealing without making it so that it is a graphical mess <laughs> um three right. Uh, well, just, yeah, obviously, because, you know, you'll want to be able to know what you're doing if you're, like, in the middle of, like, a big dogfight between, you know, two two players. Um, and then third, it probably could use maybe um, a little bit better music. Like, it's got nice little um, short sequences, but, um, you know, I, I think it could use more than just a couple of guitar solos, you know, in between certain themes, like either winning, selecting a character, or the match just starting. Um I mean, like, it, it has a lot going for it, but um, I think there's potential for it being much better if there was a little bit more polish to it. Yeah. I mean, even, like, not even just music as an audio thing, but having, like, some kind of audio cues, because the map is so messy, even without, like, the particles aside, there's just so much going on. Yeah. If there were audio cues when certain things happened, if there was an audio cue when, hey, the enemy queen has captured all two or three power points, there's, like, an audio cue to indicate that. If certain mm -hmm. power ups were picked up, like if you hear, like if there's an audio cue to let you know one or two um, workers have shields, something like right. that, so that you can offload some of the information from having to be visual. Like you don't have yeah. to see it, but you can hear, oh, I heard this tone. That means this thing happened. I should look at that. Yeah. That's a big part right. of yeah. why, like, games like League are ones that I need to have the sound because they put some of that burden on not needing to see. You can hear, like, oh, I heard the that weird creepy giggle. Outer, that means Shaco yeah. just jumped in. I didn't see him, but I know that that just happened. Oh, now I'm getting box trapped and dead. Stuff like yeah. that, or yeah, darkness. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. visual too. Yeah. Purely designed to make you crap yourself. Like right, or or Carthus even like oh, that's yeah. both audio and visual. Like like there's a lot of things that League does right, and that's why it's really popular. Right. Yeah. There's they're, they're, I'm not, it's not the perfect game, you know, like, it's got its own problems, like, for instance, if you're not playing with a group also, it's pretty shitty, Yeah. unless it's... you like to play ARIM, which is all random, all mid. Which is delightful. Uh, it is. It's, <laughs> when I play, that's the only thing I play now. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of things. Um, Morg, uh, I would have just said, fuck it, scrap the game, and we're done. <laughs> uh, but, uh... <laughs> There Tell us is how you really one, feel. Yeah, I mean, I did. <laughs> not, not like I'm not like uh, I'm not super high up on this game. I thought it was interesting when I first heard about it, but actually getting to play it, I'm just like, nah, it's not my thing. Um, like, there's there there's one critique I would say to how you would fix it. Uh, you talked about a new class. Don't bother with a new class either a have locked in roles for the workers or b have locked in jobs with the workers so like let's say um you have uh 
a a gatherer, a snail rider, and a warrior. Oh. And like that's it. Yeah. That's what is something I would love to see more so than um another class just further complexify what's going on. So um, so basically like have the worker with a certain specialization, like a certain yeah. buff that makes it so that they are very that efficient that more efficient in that particular role that they have available for right. them. Right. And then have the still have the job changing machines or whatever that's around, but not make them as pertinent because it's so easy for the enemy queen to keep those locked down if they're ahead. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Is that if the queen's ahead, there's not a good way to get back. That's another problem that League has, is comeback mechanics are something they've been working on since the inception of the game. Yeah. So, getting a dominating lead is end up not being the greatest, you know, thing. And comeback mechanics are really more so for the casual player than the professional player, because they're always... They're usually not that one-sided. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say usually. I've seen some pretty one-sided matches. Uh, because I actually watch uh, the World Cup for whatever the whatever they call the Championship League. I yeah. actually watch that from time to time. So I kind of know what I'm talking about with League of Legends. Yeah, no, it's, I've definitely watched a few Worlds. Those are always fun. I try to keep up to date with it. I think I only missed last year's, and that's it. Um, so, yeah. Um so, uh, I think that about wraps us up for this this game. Um, so, final thoughts, Morg? Like, a, like a, play it, play, don't play it, whatever rating you want to give it. Um, I would say for playability, um, uh, if you uh, live alone and you have a nice cat that you devote all of your love and attention towards, uh, don't buy this game. It's not for you. <laughs> Spend some time with your cat. You know, show it the love that it deserves. <laughs> Don't ignore it and play this game. You're not going to love yourself. You're 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 going to be guilted into it, and you're just going to find yourself uh, alone. And uh, you know the cat's going to pack its bags and it's going to you know put on its trench coat and be like, "Dad, you should have loved me more." Instead, you're playing a stupid game. And then it'll walk out in the rain, and you'll be crying and going, "God, it's so sure rainy out." You became a film noir, but I'm I'm into it. I'd rate it. Okay. A, I'd rate it maybe. Well, if, and if if you're a um, uh, if you've uh, got a frat group, you know, if you're living in college and you know you like to party and you know you've got that plate of nachos and stuff like that, you're you know you finished watching the ball game and you want to you know carry the night on through, you know you want to get that keg to last a long while. I'd I'd definitely recommend this game. So for not sure how playing this game impaired helps, but okay. Yeah, for co-op, it's really good. I'd give it an 8.5 for the co-op. For the solo, I would give it maybe a 2 out of 10. Um, so, all around, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's really a game that you should be playing with a lot of people, like, in the room with you. Um, for that, I would give it an 8.5 out of 10. But for solo, 2, because it's it's so hard. It's really, really hard solo. Okay. Leo, what are your what are your final thoughts? Or... Um, Without the film noir trappings, I'd be in about the same spot, about the same spots. I think that solo, it's really not worth your time. Like, maybe if you see it for like two dollars on a Steam sale, you can pick it up and get your two dollars worth out of it. But other than that, I'd see if there was a good deal on it on Switch to have in your back pocket for when like a Jackbox game isn't going to do it. And yeah, exactly. That's really about it. Like, 
it's a decent party game. There's probably still better party games, but if it's one that you can pick up for cheap to have in your back pocket, go for it. Past that, like, it's it's an experience that's there, but kind of forgettable for me. <laughs> um, for me, I say if you ever see this on the store, just pass on by. Don't even... <laughs> Save the save those five sweet no. dollars in your pocket. Uh, if it's ninety nine cents, just save that dollar. It's the next dollar towards any a, better game. That's a soda from the vending machine. <laughs> that is money that you could be donating to a cause for the veterans. You know, for on Remembrance Day. You know, you could buy yourself a poppy with that dollar. Yeah, it's just, it's just terrible. So anyways, <laughs> moving on from playing multiplayer games in single player mode, um, let's try to play a single player game in, uh, in a single player mode, um, which is the next game for the month is Noita, uh, and that is N-O-I-T-A. This is actually an early access game. It's the first early access game that we are going to be looking at um, in the history of SideQuest here, um, but... Uh, I have actually already delved into it a little bit. Uh, it is certainly not um, lacking in features or depth of gameplay to get our teeth into it. Um, we have had to uh, let's let's say um, pivot on a game because it wasn't long or deep enough to play, and that was unfortunately the Iron Pig that Morg Daddy suggested a couple of times ago. Oh, poor Iron Pig! I played it a lot. Pig. But it, that it's literally like a Newgrounds Flash game. Like, It'd be a shorter conversation than this one. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like a five-minute episode. It'd be like, yeah, it was shit. Moving on. I actually don't think it's shit. I actually like it. I still play it from time to time. Really? But, yeah, it's not, <laughs> so it's not bad. It's just... It's got about as much depth as like a, a, the puddle in my yard here. Like it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's just not there. Um, you literally press the arrow keys a bunch until you die. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Noita uh, is available on Good Old Games and I do believe Steam. So this is primarily a PC game. I don't know if it's on any consoles, um, especially being an early access. It's not really usually available for consoles. I think Xbox has available for early access. I think, but. I'm not sure. Um, not that kind, not that game in particular, I don't think. So, yeah, uh, looking forward to talking to you guys about that one. Um, probably, you know, early January at that yeah. point is when we'll probably be talking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, over the Christmas break. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, this is Fortson. You can catch me at hunter sub pod on twitter um you'll see me talking about my pokemon team probably <laughs> um and uh i'll see you guys on the next side quest and on that quest where will you be leo well uh, you'll find me at the leo riser on twitter mostly tweeting about magic stuff because that's really what i'm involved in everywhere all the time mm-hmm. but that's about our the only place you can find me right now okay and then morg well, you guys can always find me on Twitter. I'm at, uh, let me see, uh, at MorganHay3. Um, mm-hmm. Yep, I'm always just, uh, well, typically I'm just retweeting what, uh, you know, all the good stuff that everybody else has been retweeting. Mostly those really awesome Tasty's recipes. 
cat and dog videos. I just actually just retweeted an amazing video. It was the most adorable little ducky. It was getting its its head scratched, and it was just like ah, and it was just loving it. His eyes like almost half closed, and it was just its beak just wide open. It's just adorable. That, and I'm also going to be posting some pretty savage stuff as well, because you know, you got you gotta <laughs> live you gotta live both sides of the world. You know, both sides of the coin. I mean, That's what's important. I'm just going to put this out there. Ducks themselves are pretty savage. So We used to actually have a goose on the family acreage, and she was a naughty little thing. Whenever we would go outside for a little bit of a family picnic or whatever, we would have, you know, the, the spread on the table and everything like that. She would waddle in underneath the table, under, under the cover of the darkness of the cloth. And then when somebody was not, when, when somebody didn't have their legs crossed, uh, she would go, hawk, hawk. And then all of a sudden you'd hear, ah, my balls. And yeah, <laughs> she was oh, a geez. feisty little Great. bastard. Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, so I guess we'll just end it there. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> <laughs>